In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, it's like a relationship 911. Somebody help me. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Marriage. The podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Man vs. Marriage. It is I, Quincy Moran, a.k.a. the Q-Dog, in the Moran Family Studio with my wife, Jeannie Moran. Jeannie, whatever you want to say, just freaking say it. Hi, babe. Hey, honey. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> All right, so we're going to continue on with some more listener email in this particular episode. and We are going to talk about... Like a, it's like a relationship nine one one. The reader will be remained anonymous. He actually said he didn't care if we used his name or not. He wants to help people. He wants this experience to help others. But we're going to keep him. We're going to keep him anonymous. His name is Jack. Now, shocker. If you want to be like Jack, <laughs> in the sense that you email the show, remember that you can do that. It's Quincy at mvsmpodcast.com um, or Jeannie, J-E-A-N-N-E at mvsmpodcast.com. Why are you laughing? Because I was just thinking it's a good thing we call them Jack and Jill and not Dick and Jane because there's just a really bad run of don't be a dick jokes coming there. <laughs> well, and not this Jack in particular, but just the guys and gals in particular. Exactly. Um, that would be really difficult. Yeah. I almost made a joke saying it'd be really hard for me to say, uh, but that would have led to more issues. Yeah. Um, Sorry, so, guys. My brain went in the wrong direction. <laughs> as long as it's going in my direction, I'm totally fine with it. Um, with that being said, this email titled Fighting for an X. So, uh, Jack, as we read this, um, I will. Uh, I'll go through the different emails that we've kind of gone back and forth about. He gave me express written permission um, to to do this. And, you know, the truth is, is that um, I like to check in on these guys from time to time and just help them remember that, you know, you're not just an email. I hadn't forgot about you. Um, and, you know, with having thousands and thousands of listeners at this point, I still make it a point, you know, to get back to the people who reach out to us because I'm doing this for a reason. Uh, so here we go. My name is Jack. I just, I just recently was dumped from my four-year relationship. I'm 27. She's 24. I've been listening to you guys. Unfortunately, boy, if there was a comma there, that would have hurt. But uh, nah. I've been listening to you guys, unfortunately, after... I was broken up with. I have really, I have been really diving in uh, to my own responsibilities for this situation. I love it. That this just to stop right there. This is a lost art form in our society today, as there are forces at work making our society more and more fragile. Personal responsibility is not a part of any of that. Mm -hmm. So for Jack, of course, for not. You, it's your fault. 
Yeah, it's like anything goes, nothing matters. I can do and be whatever I want. And what that means is that you don't have to be responsible for your actions. And that is absolute garbage. But here, Jack is doing that. So I commend you. I commend you. If you're a man or woman listening to this show and you have finally decided to take responsibility for your actions, I commend you. And you want it, I want you to know that. Okay. That was a that was a rant. It was a tirade. We have those every now and then. I do. Um more coffee? <laughs> Just kidding. I'd actually like to have some more coffee. I love have I told you how much I love no, coffee? No, 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 no. Back on subject. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go back. Go back. <laughs> you know, if you get talking about coffee or barbecue or beef, Quincy Moran is going to talk about it. I have been really diving into my own responsibilities for this situation. She went to full-time school and work. I worked two jobs, so our time together was not very much. Pause. That's what we call, I can't remember which side of the, the business that would be in. Um, that's probably a lagging indicator or is it a leading indicator? I can't recall right now, but when you don't have a lot of time together, that is red flag flag. status, red flag status. No matter how much you try to justify it, when you don't make time for each other, this is not talking about you specifically, Jack, for this email. This is talking about us in a very general format. We don't make time for each other. The chasm divides. It grows. We're humans. We need connection. Even introverts like Jeannie Moran needs connection. So understand that. If you're not living on purpose for a purpose, if you're not being intentional, your relationship is going to break down. Now look, maybe you both just kind of go along. Uh, You're married 50 years you're both kind of lonely in your relationship. You know, you've adapted. You move on. You know, things are over till death do us part, but were you truly happy? It's y'all's responsibility to ensure your happiness. Um, much, let's see. Oh, I worked two jobs, so our time together was not very much. But when we did get some time together, some time, um... Like when I was stopping what I was doing and trying at least to eat dinner and watch shows with her. But you said one time in your shows that even though we are trying, it could be, it could just be that we are, what we are doing isn't what they want us to do. That's true. And I know that I wasn't really dating my girlfriend anymore. We both got into a complacency that damaged her view of us and eventually led to her leaving. I will admit that after listening to you guys, that I I was at fault for not being romantic anymore. I started getting comfortable with our lifestyle and started treating her like a roommate instead of the woman who I want to spend the rest of my life with. I've been trying to do my best to stay strong because I know this uh, this may sound cringe, but I want to fight for her back. But do people even do that anymore? So he wants to fight to get her back. It might sound cringy, um, but I understand what he's saying. 
it's it's after these difficult situations it's that you kind of take a step out of the picture frame and look back at the picture and go what the hell have i been doing Mm -hmm. it's like Jeannie and i sitting next to each other in the marriage conference 12 13 years ago and coach rita and bill say rate your marriage i rated a seven Jeannie claimed she rated a three, but she did rate it a five. She probably meant a three. I didn't mean a seven, but probably thought it was around a five. But I was like, hey, things are going pretty good. Um, the divide is generally higher on the man's side as far as how things are going. Generally, the men grade two plus points higher than where the relationship, the reality of the relationship is. Is that fair to say? It was in that particular conference. Yeah. Well, that's that was the statistic that they gave us. I don't know where that study came from or where the, how the information was backed up. But I know for the people in the in the group, oh yeah, it was pretty consistent. All the guys were like, "What the hell?" And all the girls were looking around, going, "Oh." <laughs> well. And when you can be that honest, and I don't mean in a in a very demeaning sort of way, but when you can be that honest, women desire that emotional connection. Men desire a physical connection. They have a little bit of emotional need, or in my case, um, an emotional sap. We have, an, you know, I have an emotional need, and women have a, a certain physical need too. It's kind of like they explained. It's like a yin and yang that goes together. One pours into the other. So you want to maximize filling that tank as far and as wide as you can. So if it's a 100-gallon tank, let's say it's a 70-gallon tank, you want to maximize filling it to 70 gallons. So if your capacity for emotional investment, if your max capacity is 10%, then maximize it. Everybody's makeup is different. Mm -hmm. But you want to maximize whatever your capacity is for the emotional and the physical needs that you have. And this person that you've decided to marry and become one with is the person that you invest those efforts into. It's very fulfilling. But on the other side, it can be really damning. It can hurt Mm -hmm. terribly, you know? Lots of things can be created from this situation that are not good. And because and it and it comes from situations like Jack, um, like ours, where we become complacent because our we get hyper focused on what's happening in the moment. And we don't take the time to really get some feedback or get an understanding of where our spouse is. How are you doing? What are your love languages? What are your needs? Are they being met? And for some, someday, look at me, some freaking day, you and I are going to put some freaking thing together to help people to do this pre-married. We had a pre-married class, you and I. It started out full. And at the end, there was only a few, a few couples like left. Six, class, six of us left, and it started out with like 26 or something like that, couples. Yeah, they, br- they brought out the red flags, and that's, you want it. Heck, you always mm-hmm. want to do that as much as you can before. Let me get back to this, because I'm really, I'm really going off here on some tangents. But it's imperative, you know, based on the listener emails that we're getting, based on the 
you know, thousands of downloads we're getting and what it's, what those subjects are. People need help in their marriage. Mm -hmm. They need a reason to stay married. And it's the reason they got married. They need, they are desired people in this world because it's not just limited to the great country of America. People in this world are desiring help as like the construct of or the sanctity of marriage starts to dissolve as people get farther away of personal responsibility and accountability and serving with their heart forward and loving people intentionally. Marriage is starting to become a thing of the past, it feels. I don't have the statistics to back that up, but it's like social media and telephones and virtual reality. It's like they're trying to seclude us into these self-sufficient beings when that's not what we're kind of intended to be. We're con intended to connect with each other. That human connection is one of, I think, one of this world's most greatest things. Mm -hmm. And COVID just made it worse, where people are becoming hermits. And, I mean, with this new virtual reality, mm -mm. are they going to drive people into just not needing other human connections until we fully go into the freaking matrix or what? Mm -mm. Okay, let me get back to this email. Jack, I'm sorry. Can okay? You? Listeners, I'm sorry. But uh, I'm sorry, not sorry, but things just need to be said, and I'm using this particular platform to do it. Yeah. Um, okay, here we go. And how do I even begin? Let me go back. I want to fight to get her back, but do people even do that anymore? And how do I even begin? I've been very dedicated to my work and really trying to take care of myself in ways she wanted me to. I know this is not just going to be a one-time go or no-go thing, and I'm more, more than willing to put the work in, but is there any advice either you or your wife could give me to try and win her back or maybe some advice that could put me on a good path to trying to fix myself so that she sees one day that I only want her. She was really the only girl in my life that I loved uh, for her sake. Most people say they make me feel and, oh, they treated me such a way. Uh, but 100% of the time... Um, was me wanting to please her and do things for her. I loved her for her and not for myself. Is there, uh, is there a possibility, anything you can give me? If not, I understand. I mean, I, I see that and I, I totally get, you know, what Jack is looking at here. Um, he had a, sounds like he had a great gal. Maybe he took her for granted. She got really busy. Maybe she took their relationship for granted. It sounds like he knew the things that she wanted for him. But did he know what she wanted for her? And so through being busy, being distracted, it sounds like their relationship drifted apart. And he loved her. And he wanted to be with her. But obviously she felt 
lonely and disconnected. And so she had to end it. Well, and just because you're doing the things now, don't expect her to see it and suddenly shift gears because now you're doing it. Yeah. You haven't earned that trust yet for her to to believe that this is a permanent change. Right. So if, I guess my question would be, is she really the person for him? And is he really the person for her? Because if if you can't have a conversation and try to change things and work it out, but the option chosen was to leave, then I don't think this was a suddenly I've made a decision. It sounds like, and this is just me, I wasn't there, I'm not in the middle of the mix, but it is rare that we as women don't tell you when something's irking us or we don't tell you, Hey, let's go do this. Or I I'd like to get out for a little while or, you know, why aren't you doing this? It is rare that a female does not speak when something is bugging them. Hmm. We are quite good at nagging. Actually, most of us, myself included, I'm not going to confirm you're, don't or need, deny. You don't need I'm to. I'm just soaking it in. You keep on talking. I know. I see the deer in the headlights like you're giving me right now. I'm not touching that with a 10-foot pole. I understand. But what I'm saying is it may be too little too late at this point. Because it, it it's not something that we just wake up one morning and go, Ugh, you know what? I'm sick of your crap. I'm leaving. Not if there's really a connection and a love there. We don't just walk away from that. Because it hurts us just as much to walk away as it does you to watch us leave. So I would question, maybe this situation is more for him to make changes in himself for himself, not for this person. You know, maybe it this is your eye-opening aha moment of, you know, I don't want this to happen again. I understand wanting that person um, and, and thinking that's your person. I understand that. I'm not saying don't go after it. I'm saying take a step back. Sometimes the best way for someone to see that you're better for them is to see it, not to have you show yeah. them or tell them, but just let them, your actions are going to speak. That's that's what it boils down to. But I, I would have some questions because how does he feel now that he's making changes? Do you feel better about yourself? Are you liking the changes? Is this something that, um, you could keep up without having the end goal of getting this person. Yeah. Could you keep it up just because it makes you feel better? And this is something that you could see making you a happier person and giving you a better life. Or are you just doing this because you want to get that person back in your life? That would be the first first set of questions sitting at a uh, if I was Rita table. Well, <laughs> you know... Um... I'm just writing something down here, so grizzly bear with me, if you will. So here's kind of the thing that I'm looking at. You know, um, sometimes we as human beings don't jump into action until there's a problem. And then we really go all in on something. Oh, yeah. Oh, crap. The bill's overdue. Now I have to pay it. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. or and I equate, you know, one of the brilliant things that Bill said um, for the longest time, and, and Coach Rita backed it up, is the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. So I think looking at the way you do life, I, I'm right in the middle of it now. I've <laughs> got, I have to do a show. I've got to do a show based on how to handle being overwhelmed. A, admitting it. B, finding a way to fix it, make a plan, fix it. And then C, how to move forward so that you don't remain in that state of overwhelm. I did a show with Coach Rita. It was called Pour Out the Cup. You know, there's only so much capacity that all of us have. And when we're filled up, if anything else comes, it's going to cause an overflow. Mm -hmm. And that overflow is you lashing out emotionally, physically, mentally of some sort. So here, are you ready to hear my response? Sure. Here's my response. Jack, thanks for the email. I commend you for having the courage to reach out. I typically say that because I really mean it. Sounds like this adversity has given you some valuable perspective. Obviously, it was a high price. I feel for you both. I'm not certain I have the perfect answer. I do have some advice. Continue on this path of becoming the man you believe she deserves, whether it's her or for the next relationship. Or I can say it this way. Continue becoming the man you believe this world deserves. I know that sounds so grandiose, but really when you, when you consider what I'm saying, this world is essentially your sphere of influence and the people that you interact with. Yeah. You know, from acquaintances, from strangers to acquaintances to relationships. It's that sphere of influence that you carry where you are. You're doing all these happy dances. What's going on with you? I'm happy. I like it. I love seeing you happy. <laughs> Keep going. I know that sounds a bit, oh, <laughs> look at this. I know this sounds a bit grandiose or cheesy, for lack of a better term. Truthfully, though, it's how I live my life. Continue building credibility with yourself. And that's something that Ed Milet taught me uh, greatly. That in order to change, you have to build credibility with yourself. It's the conversation that goes on inside of you. And then once you build that credibility, you know you're somebody you can count on. Then you can give to other people. Continue the immediate eviction of complacency. It's important that you take this moment in time as, a pain, as painful as it is and demand it to empower you in becoming this new man. Make the experience worth the pain. As you become this new version of you and you build credibility with yourself that what you are doing is consistent and has become a part of your new life philosophy, then it's time to begin the re-romance pro uh, process. It's vital that the next relationship you have offers her the new you. What I'm not saying is you should get in the mindset of fear, like the fear of not being good enough, or the fear of not measuring up, or that every relationship may end up like this if you aren't perfect. I'm not demanding perfection. Redefine the man you want to be. Hold yourself to that standard. Be accountable. Not demeaning. Not demeaning 
Although the David Goggins approach with accountability mirror is probably something I'm going to give a test drive ha, 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 and evolve. Truthfully, she may not be happy with who she has become. She may need to redefine herself. That may be a question that never gets answered. It takes two to tango. Jack, I know you asked for some advice on winning her, her heart back. Phase one has already begun with being aware that you need to change. I respect you, bro. This is the best advice I have for you at this time. I have limited information and perspective on the breakup and whether or not she's willing to give your relationship another go. From what I read below, it looks to be summed up as you both became complacent in your relationship. Work and school kept you both distracted and busy. And due to a lack of focus on your relationship, you both drifted apart and became more like roommates rather than a healthy, intentional couple. You're not alone. It certainly happens. It happened to Jeannie and I at one point, albeit different circumstances. It happened to us as well. That's not me being insensitive, rather simply trying to sum it up. Let me know your feedback. I believe you can turn this into a win. I'm not sure that sounds, uh, I'm sure that sounds absurd right now. Uh, and then Jeannie and I will use this uh, on the show to have an open discussion. All my best. The Q-Dog. Roll Tide. So that was, that was my response. I was really interested to get your take. So would you like to hear his response after that? I think you gave me some great advice, so don't worry about the limited info you had and my horrendous spelling. <laughs> it's funny. I always worry about that for myself, you know, but sometimes on these phones you can kind of screw things up. When I read the email back to myself, ha, ha, ha. But I really appreciate both of your answers to this, and I think your advice can really begin um, to help me heal in a healthy way. I will continue to keep up this new schedule of mine, which honestly makes me feel revived in a way like I'm getting back to how I used to be before my complacency and ignorance. And I will try and build myself to be a man that not only the world deserves, but what I deserve to see in myself every day. Hell yeah, brother. And I and learn to be happy with myself before I try to be happy with someone else. My mother always said, never go into a relationship looking for something, but to always meet someone with the expectation to grow with each other, even beyond what you already are. I thought that that was, that was well said by mom. Kudos to you, mommy. And your advice and show has helped me understand my part in things and my shortcomings. So even if she doesn't come back, I can confidently give another woman the world like she deserves. There you go. And then about the show, I'd be more than happy for you to use my situation to help anyone it possibly could. You don't even have to use Jack or Jill if you don't want. I really hope my situation helps you get someone else through a rough time, just like you've helped me out today. Thank you. I can't wait to hear the show. You know, 
And then he just, uh, I'm just really reading this real, real quick. You know, he went on to say, thank you both for everything. And, um, you know, from time to time, I check in on these guys. But I think just looking at this, this is an extremely valuable lesson for all of us. And I, you know, I'm trying to kind of formulate what I should say, but, you know, it's almost like don't regret the things you should have valued by not giving them value. That sounds real stupid, but it's true. Because you, you take time. Stop. Stop this after I get done saying this. Stop, stop the recording and just pause for a minute, but... Think about, stop thinking about all the things that you are not and that your spouse is not and that your life is not and rearrange your thought process to value who and what you are and what you have. Because if you allow that mindset to take over and you start pouring gratitude instead of a bad attitude into your situation and you take time to intentionally value your relationship and value from where you came from and value why it started, it's less likely that you will end up in this type of situation like Jack or like Jeannie and I did. And sometimes your moments in life can be overwhelming it can feel like it's a swarming set of bees. Just completely... It could be plague-like status. But take the time to stop and value the things you have in your life and decide at that point how much value they deserve. And then go all in. And hopefully, hopefully, like like Jack said here, you know, it's like... I hope my situation can help somebody. That is a beautiful mindset to me. That's what we're doing with our relationship. That's what we're doing with all the adversity and all the wins, all the successes that we've had. We just hope it helps somebody. And here he is doing the same thing. He's like, yeah, put me out there. And hopefully my situation will help other guys, other girls, you know, get through a rough time like he's been going through. Ultimately, when these situations happen, they can disempower you or they can empower you. And you can make a move forward or you can regress. So I have a lot of appreciation for him emailing us and talking about it. Because I, I thoroughly believe that, you know, not that this is one that he let get away because, like I say, it's a hundred, a hundred when it comes to responsibility for cultivate, cultivating your relationship. But that being said, you know, I have checked on him again just to see where he's at. Um, and I believe he is still working hard, pushing through this mindset of becoming a new him. And that's what I have encouraged him to continue to do because I think it's absolutely it's absolutely important that he continues to do that because he's got he's got a new life to live. He's got 
a brand new perspective. He has an opportunity, you know, where it's like, this one might be over, but imagine the possibilities of what it can be if you continue to transform yourself and you refuse to be complacent. I think that's, you know, to me, that's very, very admirable. And I just want to commend you, Jack. You know who you are, bro. Come on. You know you. Um, I commend you for for sending the email, for allowing, you know, our perspective or my perspective to kind of coach you up and then for making the decision to move on. You know, we both know now that even if it's not her, someone is going to be the beneficiary to what you're building. And you can share, you know, maybe at some point, whoever you're going to be with, you can share this type of experience and you can explain, you know, how you love on purpose now and what your purpose is when it comes to giving um, this next woman love and what, what it means to you and what your relationship looks like. And, you know, those things will start to fall in place as that connection develops. So you're the freaking man, bro. You do your thing. Thank you for uh, thank you for your email, and remember, guys, if y'all if y'all want to email Jeannie and I, it's Jeannie J E A N N E at mvsmpodcast.com or Quincy Q U I N C Y at mvsmpodcast.com. You got anything to add? Is there any any kind of dialogue that you want to give that can maybe help the guys from a from a girl's perspective like so they can hear from a woman i mean i know no, you i think you you've covered it i mean the the only thing you can do after a breakup honestly is to start working on you that's it the other person's responsible for their own choices so now the the idea or the playbook is work on you keep doing what makes you happy what makes you feel better and as you start noticing um becoming aware of yourself and the things that you do, the behaviors that you want to change, the things that, you know, the things that attract you might even change now because mm-hmm. you're shifting your perspective on yourself. So now you're the person who is more compatible with you might not look or act the way they used to. I I would start there. Just keep pushing for yourself. And as things get better, you know, keep, keep kind of, checking back on yourself you know checking in is this what I want is this where where I want to be is this the person I want to become are there other things that I want to work on I mean Quincy and I've been doing this for 12 13 years and we're still coming up on things now going okay I guess I gotta work on that now or you know whoops I missed that one that kind of stuff but I, I wouldn't even I the focus to me is not on the x the focus is on yourself so to kind of finish it up here, I'll I'll get to the rest of the email and then we'll close it out. So, hey Jack, quick check in to see how you're doing. Hope all is moving in the right direction. Q dog, I like saying that. The mm-hmm. Q dog, not just the Q dog, but I like, you know that, yeah, that mm-hmm. type of thing. So he said, let me start out by saying thank you so much for checking on me. Well, since the last time I emailed you, I can't say my emotional state has gotten any better but I am doing everything I can to stay motivated. I appreciate that vulnerability there. It's key. Um, 
and keep my schedule up. Looking for a second job until I get promoted to my first one. Keeping up healthy eating in the gym as much as I can. As well as uh, as much social interaction as possible. I'll cut that particular email right there. Um, and then just, you know, say he, he shared a few other things that, uh, you know, that he was doing. And I just said, hey, bravo, brother. Keep making progress. I'm rooting for you. And then, um, you know, he, he emails me back and he talks about, you know, things are just completely done at this point between he and her. Um, and he talks, you know, so now I just have to let fate decide. I'm, I'm now just going to move on and work on my life as of right now and get myself in a position I'm happy with. Whether she comes back or not, or someone else comes along. Um, you know, and he goes on to say, you know, thank you so much for the follow-up. Excited to keep hearing more of your shows. I said, I'll be here. If you're a sports guy, this might make sense. And in this case, be easier said than done. I said, give this the 24-hour rule-ish as best you can. It might even help to write out every bit of frustration, fear, and disappointment about it on paper as a part of letting the air out of the balloon type terminology. That gets it all out. Writing like no one is ever going to read it because they won't. So don't send it anywhere. That will allow you to, to uh, move forward fully. Then all power to the new man you're becoming. And as you stated, being a better man because you deserve it. If it sounds like I'm making it seem easy, I'm certainly not intending to. Uh, to. I know it's painful and messy. Again, I'll be here as a sounding board. I'm rooting for you, bro. Are you reading or listening to any books right now? To help you develop. Which one, if so? Roll Tide, the Q-Dog. And then, um, his final email comes back. I'm listening to each and every one of them, actually. Taking in bit by bit, understanding the things in your stories, if they apply to me. Um, I work it out. If they don't, I keep it in my workout plan to deal with things I haven't even encountered yet. So he's talking about our show there. You know, he's taking them proactively, which is awesome. And also, yes, I've been writing them out. I heard about that in one of your shows as well. It's been helping me as well as talking to my best friend and just venting with no advice back. That's always helpful. Uh, and like I said, I want nothing but her happiness. Um, so the best way to fight for her now is to work on myself and change for the better. If she comes back, I'll be here. And if not, I would start working on myself and becoming a better man. Thank you for all your advice, guidance. It really has been helpful. But here's where the email goes south. Go Gators. He's a Gator fan. He's a Florida fan. Poor guy. Anyway, Jack. You're so close, bro. Just kidding. Roll Tide, bro. Anyway, um, this situation here, you know, and, and I'll continue to do you know, what I do and, and check in from time to time and just reach out. But first of all, I think it, when you know somebody cares, it helps. It just helps, you know, when you have a really terrible situation like this, 
it helps you stand back and take a look at, you know, what's really going on, what matters. And from there, you know, you can decide, you know, to to kind of just wallow in the mud or get up, shake yourself off, and get on to becoming something and somebody somebody else, the person you want to be. And I believe this gentleman is, uh, he's going to do just that. You know, I know the movies makes it seem like you sit down and you watch the course of somebody's life and all the hard work and they sum it up in about two or two and a half hours and make it seem easy. And I know life is not the movies. But the fact is, with consistency, you can either get worse or you can get better. And you might as well just pour the effort into getting better and just continuing to improve yourself. I used to tell my football players, you know, when they would complain about playing time or that didn't feel like they were getting the right opportunity, I said, look, put the work in. Be as versatile as possible. Put the work in. And when your number is called, that is the moment where you go and show what all your hard work is about. Make it count when your number is called. That's the time. Complaining is not going to get you anywhere. I understand if you got a vent. We all need somewhere to vent. Yep. Yep. But with that being said, once the venting is over, once the air is out of the balloon, then it's all power to the new mission, and that's becoming that new you. You are in a, you're in a great place because you are taking personal responsibility um, you're writing these things down, you're, get, you're talking to your best friend about it, and you're moving forward. So continue your schedule. Keep moving forward. Keep your mental and your physical health. Uh, keep it as sharp as possible. And I'm telling you, eventually the opportunity is going to arise. Your number's going to be called. And although it may not be perfect, you will come through. And you will find a woman, and she will be so fortunate um, that you put this work in and that you are loving her how she truly desires to be loved. So keep doing your thing. And as always, you got the email. You know what the email is, so continue to use it. Cool? Anything else there, honey? Nope. Nope. Okay. Well, she's Jeannie Moran. I'm Quincy Moran, and this is Man versus Marriage. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose for a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Merit, the podcast.